Reynolds with O. Oh, oh, you got to have that exclamation point at the end. I ran back to get a bunch of his older music we still hadn't got on, and it's just so good. He's got some powerful songs coming up. Always something new. Reynolds starts out. <laughs> and there's David. And then there's David. Ray Haynes in our last segment of Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur. And I understand that you've been living out the message this I morning. I have. Uh, literally, the bridge was out. So <laughs> I had to reroute myself. And uh, yeah, I, I made it. I made it. Barriers, boundaries, walls, all those things. I mean, it just shows you that when we talk about this year ahead, the good, the bad, the ugly, all those things. It's it's, it's crazy what you're going to have to deal with this year. But I, I believe that anybody who knows it ahead of time mm. can have the grace to walk in it a little better and uh, help. And that's why I want to talk about these things. I want to step back just an inch or so in terms of paper length here. Uh, as we wrap up, we're talking about hurricanes and, you know, storms. Because when you think about it, that's like a storm going through a storm there. Mm-hmm. You had to be here at a certain time and you couldn't make it. So in, in your side, you're going, I can't make it on time. You're, mm-hmm. you're going through a storm. And so people ask all the time, you know, things like natural disasters. It's hurricane season. And so they, they said, is there anything spiritually or prophetic about the hurricanes? I was going, yeah, it's hurricane season. <laughs> but uh, in reality, some, there are because God is often in a hurricane. He's often, that's a, a, there's a lot of verses about that and wind, the actual the Hebrew word for wind is the Holy Spirit. So mm-hmm. uh, it's not out of boundaries to talk about s- storms and and what God is saying in the storm and through the storm. So uh, it, it's not so much that he's sending a, the hurricane to devastate something, but that a hurricane is coming, and this is part of a bigger plan that's happening. And you know, what, do, what are you supposed to learn from it? You know, if you've ever been in one, we had a flood here some years ago. Uh, you know, what I found out is how high you have to go up and cut the drywall mm. to get it dried out and repaired and flooring and all that. You learn a whole lot in those moments. And, and so you, you go through it. And obviously, Keith just learned a couple of new ways to get here that he, <laughs> he didn't have before. So uh, hurricanes point to what happens when you build walls poorly or near the water, obviously, if you want to talk literal, literal hurricane. Uh, and we use the verse, Hosea 8, 7, they sow the wind, reap the whirlwind. That's just a scary verse by itself. The stock is no head, it will produce no flower. Uh, Were it to yield grain, foreigners would swallow it up. In other words, what you've done, you've messed up in such a bad way that even on a good day, it's going to be bad. So that's a tough verse. So... Um, Sometimes when you do wrong, you're thinking, oh, this if I do this, it's going to happen. But in reality, uh, something very different happens. And you're going, why did that happen? And because and, you didn't realize what else was going on. And in this whole mm. NFL discussion we've been having and uh, over for the last couple of weeks uh, and really the last year or so, uh, there's two sides. And neither side can hear the other side. Uh, because they've already decided what they what they want to hear and what they can hear. So the problem with that is you expect one thing, but it never, never comes. Mm. So in this final break, uh, Proverbs 22, He that sows iniquity shall reap vanity, and the rod of his anger shall fail. So it's, people say, well, I have a message. I want to get that out. Well, it depends how you sow. Uh, Job 4, 8, even as I have seen, they that plow iniquity and sow wickedness reap the same. (laughs) Bummer. So, you know, what's going on in your life affects a lot what people can receive, too. So bowing your knee at a football game will not achieve your hopes. Mm. 
if they're not already feeling it, the NFL will soon feel like they were hit by a hurricane. <laughs> Those crying for justice for supposed police violence by disrespecting the flag will not reap justice. You'll reap the whirlwind for that. See, it's it's just the wrong methodology. You're trying to get somewhere, and, and it's it's very much like Keith this morning. You know, typically uh, the plan goes, you, you drive that way, mm-hmm. and you get to where you're going until the day comes when it doesn't work that way. Yeah. So it's, you know, the best laid plans of mice and men. This is one of those situations in our nation right now. So Galatians 6, be not deceived. God is not mocked for whatever man sows that he'll also reap. The one who sows to please his flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. One who sows to please the spirit from the spirit will reap eternal life. Ecclesiastes 5, and this also is a severe evil. Just exactly as he came, so shall he go. For what profit has he who has labored for the wind? And the problem is oftentimes we put so much energy into something, thinking we'll get this out of it, and the opposite came. And it just so happened that as I was looking at all of these things in this year, one of the memories that came back was the Detroit riot of 1967. Now, if you're not a history person, that may not say anything to you, but it, it devastated the city of Detroit. It shifted from a white majority to a black majority. And their first, uh, one of the first uh, black mayors of Detroit, Coleman Young, wrote this in 1994 about the city because uh, basically there was just some racial issues and it just exploded. You had the National Guard come in. There were people killed. It was just uh, buildings were burned. It was it looked just like a war zone mm. and it never it never recovered ever still to this day. 50 years later, never recovered. And here's what the, this uh, black mayor wrote. The heaviest casualty was the city. Detroit's losses went a lot deeper than the immediate toll of lives and buildings. The riot put Detroit on the fast track to economic desolation, mugging the city, making off with incalculable value in jobs, earning taxes, corporate taxes, retail dollars, sale taxes, mortgages, interest, property taxes, development dollars, investment dollars. Do you see a trend here? Tourism dollars and just plain money. The money was carried out in the pockets of the businesses and the white people who fled as fast as they could. The white exodus from Detroit had been prodigiously steady prior to the riot, totaling about 22,000 people in 1966. But afterwards, it was frantic. I'm quoting here. 1967, with less than half the year remaining after it happened in July, uh, the outward population migration reached 67,000. So that's seven times the amount that we're going before. 1968, to figure eight, 80,000, eight times the amount, followed by 46,000 in 1969. So uh, two years later, it was still four times what it was before. So it was an exodus that just didn't end. Mm-hmm. And I just bring that story up to, we're not, uh, you know, we've seen a lot of little writing kind of crazy stuff in our nation in the last couple of years. But what I'm talking about is when there is an undercurrent, something that's going on that you're not aware of, uh, the the outflow of that, it's, it's the unexpected things. And this year... Mm-hmm. As we're talking about walls, because the 5778, the Hebrew number eight that we're dealing with here, is a wall or a fence. And when offense, O-F-F-E-N-S-E, offense, comes in, you know, things begin to just pour out like this. And you didn't intend it to happen. Nobody started something. They're just trying to get their voice heard and trying to stay this and do this. Mm-hmm. But the end result of it was absolute, utter devastation that half a century hasn't fixed and won't fix. It will be that way. So, you know, I, I, I think 
as Christians, what is our response? What do we need to do? Interesting thing, Abraham was called out of a very greatly advanced civilization uh, by those rivers uh, in the in the area of Ur to live a life of a nomad in tents. That's an, that's an odd calling. Hey, you're in a beautiful, awesome city. You got a home. Everything's great. I want you to come for the rest of your life, live in a tent. Hmm. Okay. Isaac and Jacob took that same vision, followed his calling. No homes, no nothing. They were nomads. The thing that you can watch in this entire line of people here is none ever used their wealth to build homes or cities, ever. They kept their eye on that very first calling of Abraham. They were wealthy, wealthy. You know, they were envied by kings. They were so wealthy. But they stayed separate from the world of their day, waiting to inherit the promises of God. Because what did God have for them? It wasn't to build a city. He had all of Canaan. They had already built it mm. for them. When he came in, he inherited all the built cities. And so as a people, as a kingdom, don't get lost into the world and, and the conversation because God has a greater city. He's already building walls that we need. Mm. <laughs> you don't have to build your own walls. He's got you covered. And I would just say, stay true to your calling this year. Be prepared. Tonight uh, begins Yom Kippur. It's a day of, of it's a, uh, a Sabbath, which means rest, uh, no work, and it's fasting. And it is a day where you get to press into God. You wear white, you don't eat, you don't drink, and you just press into God. And I, I just promise you, it'll be it will be a most impactful day you'll have. Uh, if you if you've never done it before and you, and you step into it, I've just been blown away for many years. Uh, and I'm always surprised, but uh, it's it's just it's the for the Jews it's the holiest day of the year, and I think for God too, He has special things planned. Ray Haynes on Yom Kippur that starts this evening. If you want to listen to any of the clips, you can go to Victory 915's Facebook page, and all the clips will be there eventually, eventually, and <laughs> as well as your notes. So if you've missed any of it, it's been always a pleasure and. Uh, even though I was going through, the, the bridge was <laughs> Storm. out, I was still able to listen to you. So, you know, I think that maybe that's what it was all about. I'm trying to think like, okay, what was the reason behind this? Because usually, yeah, you, you you want your plans to, to go through, but maybe sure. there was a bigger plan. So. You never think of asking. You never think the storm is part of the plan. And mm -hmm. you know, if you live long enough and you get held up in traffic, you, you learn to say, <laughs> God, thank you. And then you get to the, where the accident is and you go, mm -hmm. I would have been in that accident one time. Yeah. And you thank them. And, uh, you know, it's you see it over and over and over your whole life. And I've watched him do that. And I thought the bad thing was happening. The good thing was being prepared. Mm. It was just bigger. And you can see it. Amen. Love it. Love it. Once again, thanks for being in with us today. You can check those clips out at Victory 915's Facebook page, Victory 91.5.